0: like I've had to become really organized now I got myself a planner like I put in slots to do something it sounds really weird to like plan a break before you feel the need to have a break but because I have like every time like I know when I have to do something what I'm going to do it does allow me to have a work-life balance because at the end of the day I'm doing all these different things but I dedicate myself completely to the task that I'm doing at that time.
1: You are listening to The Thriving Empire Podcast Season 4, all about how to be a brilliant remote worker. Whether you're a seasoned remote worker, you've found yourself reluctantly working from home, or you simply want to move from a co-located office role to one that is 100% remote, you're going to love this season. We talk to the founders and leaders of remote teams who share with us their insights on the qualities, characteristics, skills, knowledge, and experience that enable you to be a brilliant remote worker. So, if you want to know how to be the best at what you do in the remote work reality, you're going to love this season. I'm your host, Stephanie Holland, remote marketing strategist, traveler, coconut macaroon addict, and remote work style obsessed. Let's get started. Hi, Helena. Welcome to the show.
0: Hello, it's a pleasure to be here, Stephanie. So
1: I know that your first remote working experience was actually in Paris. Can you tell us a little bit about the circumstances uh, within which that came about?
0: I did my year abroad as part of my degree because I study French and classics and um, so I had to go to France for a year. So I was in Paris and I got a job in like a marketing role. Really enjoyed it. It was in person, like an office, like a, you know your average internship. But then everything went on strike. All the transport, um, a lot of just uh, social services, etc., just all went on, on strike. And I lived on the other side of Paris, which meant that coming into work was nearly impossible um, unless I wanted to walk for two hours, and therefore we set everything up so that we could work remotely. So for about a month, um, I was just working remotely from my studio, which was, it took some adjusting to, because obviously it wasn't necessarily as, like, I didn't have a proper desk or anything, but, um, you know, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it.
1: And what happened then that sort of segged you into working remotely with Worker?
0: Um, So I came back from my year abroad early because we got sent back because obviously what's going on at the moment um and so I was just at home just <laughs> twiddling my thumbs going what am I going to do because I was meant to be in Paris until like June so this was about March so I took a you know a bit of a breather I was at home I was like well I can't really do anything so I'm just gonna chill um and then I thought actually i'm lacking a sense of purpose at the moment, so I need to find something to occupy myself with and I found this marketing like digital marketing role at worker on LinkedIn, and I thought it was a really good idea, but I liked that they were always remote, so it didn't seem as though didn't know what they were doing like they they knew what was going on um so I really enjoyed it and from my experience in Paris, I noticed that. I could do remote working, I thought I was quite suited to it, I liked the autonomy I had, um, how I could schedule my day, the fact that I could like have a lion for half an hour which sounds ridiculous but you know waking up at 7am when you don't necessarily have to is a bit much so you know 7.30 I think is a bit more of a reasonable hour, Um, so yeah. There is nothing
1: ridiculous about sleeping for an extra 30 (laughs) minutes. I think that's brilliant. But I love what you touched on in the sense that Worker had always been remote. Now, can you kind of pinpoint the differences between that sort of always remote philosophy with uh, Worker versus your internship in Paris?
0: Um, Yeah, so the fact that they were always remote, like when you join Worker, like you've got a schedule they've got sort of a plan that you see people in a day like it is like going into the office to a certain extent because of the platform you're using um whereas when my internship in Paris, we didn't have like a virtual office as such at all we just had all our like shared resources on a dropbox you using that if my boss had wanted to get into contact with me they'd call me like through various means of communication like it started getting a bit warped because obviously each person contacts you in a different way like you'd get an email or you'd get a phone call so I've I even got like Facebook messenger calls like I got all forms of communication so it then sometimes gets a little bit warped and you don't know like you have to keep checking everything to like make sure you're on top of things whereas obviously a virtual office you just pop up into a room. And you can talk to someone, or you can just pop them a message, and everything's in one place, so it doesn't feel as though you're having to search for information um so I really liked that, and it was a sense of I was going into work, whereas in Paris it was very much like oh, "I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this got a bit got a bit chaotic at times, like a nice chaotic, but it wasn't as organized as a company that obviously had planned to be remote that ethos is being remote rather than being forced to
1: yeah and so it sounds to me like with worker being a remote first company everything felt much easier and more accessible to you I love the idea of just being able to get things done and not having to search or wait around or find out who to contact. You just you just have it all, um, yeah, easy and accessible. So you've been working with Worker for about five months now, plus your previous um, experience in Paris. What do you think, now that you've got a few months under your belt, what do you think makes you particularly suited to remote working?
0: Um, I'd say I... I do well. I'm the type of person I need a routine, but simultaneously I can't have a very strict routine because um, if not, I feel a bit so like socially claustrophobic. I like that remote working allows you to have some sort of flexibility about like where you're working, like what hours specifically you're working. Um and that just works better for me. Like no day is exactly the same. Like I'm not in nine to five on a daily basis, which I get works to some people, but personally isn't isn't ideal for me. Um I like the sense that, oh, I wanna nip out for a coffee and like the coffee shop down the road. I can schedule in my five minute break and I can do that, or oh no, we've run out of milk. I can just pop to the shops like two minutes down the road, get some milk without it affecting my my day as such um so I'd say yeah most importantly the flexibility and the novelty of remote working is what makes me best suited to it
1: it's lovely isn't it because we don't have to compartmentalize our life for, uh, you yeah. know, <laughs> away from our work we can actually live our life while we're doing our work and it's it's the simple things like you say just popping out to the shops to get something that you need for lunch i just really love how we can just keep living our life um has there been anything that has surprised you
0: yeah the main surprise i guess if you could call it a surprise was um getting to know my colleagues and so at first it was just It was a very small team. The team has grown in the past five months quite a lot. And at first I was like, okay, cool. Two, like two, three people to talk to on a daily basis. You're obviously going to get to know them um, because they're the only people. And you're sort of, you know, on this sort of video conferencing um, software as such. But now that the team's grown, I'm surprised that I still have like a personal, I guess, Working relationship with each individual, which is quite bizarre because obviously in a real office you meet people at the cafe or like by the water cooler or wherever' just walking around and they photocopier and such um, whereas obviously in a virtual office you you can't go to the photocopier to like have a chit chat, so i'm surprised that the virtual office allows for that sort of communication to still. Continue because at first I did not think that would be a possibility.
1: It's interesting though because in the office you kind of mentioned a lot of those kind of spontaneous encounters, but when we're working online, it's it's a lot more deliberate. You you can deliberately have a spontaneous chat with somebody instead of you know just relying on bumping to them into the hallway. So I think this helps a lot. And so, okay, this is a really really sort of broad question, but how do you think you are able to stay motivated, productive and creative with nobody kind of watching over your shoulder?
0: I would say that is how I can stay motivated, productive and creative because no one is watching me over my shoulder. Um I don't do well with being sort of like Micromanaged. It's sort of sometimes I think managing too much and literally standing over someone and watching every second, not that I, it doesn't make me self conscious, but sort of you're aware that someone's watching you and therefore you lose time thinking about the fact that someone is literally thinking about every move you do. Whereas when you have a bit more time and when you can schedule in your own breaks and still, as you said, live your life whilst working you are more productive because you want to live your life like you want to do things um and so I prefer it like I'm quite a self-motivated person so I don't need I don't need someone to push me as such um and then productivity and creativity I think the most important things are obviously taking breaks going for walks um love a walk at least half an hour a day you know listening to a podcast or like music or anything just to kind of switch off and think about other things because I don't think you should think about your job or like your studies or whatever you're doing all the time because it consumes you and you then you become a shell of a person <laughs> like you kind of lose your interest and other aspects about you so yeah I'd say I stay motivated by not having someone there to motivate me, uh, whilst also scheduling in breaks and just being relatively organized. I think it's
1: really interesting, though, as well, it seems like having spoken to Tim and Matthew as well, um, that leadership is really supportive and encouraging when it comes to work-life integration and being able to find that balance. So it does sound like they give you that kind of support and encouragement to, to really do what you say that you're able to do
0: especially because at the moment i'm studying whilst also working i don't think there would be another role that would allow me to do both like simultaneously um like quite a few of my friends are quite surprised i'm able to have a job whilst also studying full-time um because you know to be able to balance your life but they were so good they were like oh at the end of the day you know you're going to prioritize your degree at the moment um you know make sure that it's not impacting your studies you know like what days work best what times work best for you and such so it's good because that flexibility really allows you to be productive in both means without feeling the guilt of maybe not dedicating enough time to whatever factor of your life um also when it comes to taking breaks and chilling and stuff uh work is very much about that and i think we're even integrating it Into the software itself for the virtual office to remind you every so often to take a break, because at the end of the day, like screens are great because you know they allow you to work from wherever, but at the same time, they're not the best things for your eyes. So, um, no matter whether you're in an office or whatever, you're still looking at a screen. So it is good to remind yourself to take a five-minute breather and do something to calm yourself, so then you can be productive and work better.
1: Speaking of eyes, I have just started doing a daily sequence of eye exercises and it makes such a difference. So I have about seven exercises I do every day and it is a game changer. There are about between 34 to 36 muscles in the face. And we go to the gym and work out our body. We go for a walk, we go for runs, and we work out the muscles in our body. But very few people consider that we do have muscles in our face that also need to maintain integrity so that everything in our head can keep working brilliantly as well. And exercising eye muscles is a great way to relax the eyes at the end of the day as well as um, give them a bit of fortitude and strength for the day coming. So actually, I might share that in a blog post about well being. That would actually be quite a good topic. Yeah, but that listen, would be. You, you've already touched on um okay you've you've got this life study and work going on I want to talk about a bit more about how you find the balance so you've already mentioned how worker is giving you the flexibility you need but then how do you balance it with with study and life as well
0: like I've had to become really organized now I got myself a planner like I put in slots to do something it sounds really weird to like plan a break before you feel the need to have a break but because I have like every time, like I know when I have to do something, what I'm going to do. It does allow me to have a work-life balance because at the end of the day, I'm doing all these different things. But I dedicate myself completely to the task that I'm doing at that time. Don't think about anything else. So I think I've got a pretty good work-life balance at first, obviously going from not having to study like over the summer and starting in September at first I was like oh my god how am I going to do this this is going to be so difficult what have I got myself into blah 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 I'm not gonna be able to manage um obviously like I cut down my hours like my work hours because I physically couldn't work full time whilst doing my degree um if not I don't think I'd get a degree by the end of it um but because i was able to cut down on that make sure that i plan things and i do something every single day like leave because obviously at the moment um university is remote and well the vast majority i do have some things in person it really depends on the course and so if i'm would be inside all day i make sure i'm not indoors all day and that i take time to go for a walk or whatever because if not i'm just not going to be productive and there's no no point shutting yourself away to basically get no work done.
1: So you're very deliberate with your organising and planning. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I have to be, because if not, there would be nothing. Nothing would get done. I'd be in absolute shambles. Um, but it's weird because if someone was telling me that I had to get things done at certain times, I don't think it would work so much. But because I made the executive decision of like, what I'm doing at each time I think it works best for me like that
1: That's because you're sovereign. Yes, that is why. <laughs> I think the I sovereignty rule. the so- <laughs> the
0: sovereignty element of
1: working remotely for the right remote first companies is really powerful and really does empower everything you've just been talking about. But I'm curious about your planner. Is it just a blank journal or is it one of those structured planners that you buy?
0: So I love a bullet journal. Like, I don't know if you've seen the YouTube, like, but I like the ones that are really creative where you fill on, you know, draw and like do these pieces of art to make a planner. So I've got one of those. And every month I come up with a theme and doodle it and make my own planner that fits that month. So it's blank. It's like loads of little dots and then you fill it in yourself.
1: I'm a bullet journal Obsessive. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, love I've been them. doing it for years now, and I absolutely love it. And I, I, what I really love is how you can create collections and all sorts of different content, and you just put it in the index. So I've got book notes, I've got travel plans, I've got packing lists, and I always know where to find things because I've got this brilliantly organised index. I think bullet journaling is transformational, and I really think it's game changing, especially for remote work.
0: Oh, I agree. And also because I have these fun themes each month, like I look forward to planning the bullet journal, like coming up with these themes. So it's a way of, I guess, meditation as well. So they're good. They're good. And so
1: what advice do you have for others about being either becoming a remote worker or being a better sort of more productive, more efficient one?
0: Um, I'd say... Like time management's probably your most important thing, and if you don't like time management, then maybe it isn't for you like if you like someone having to structure every little like second of your day and sort of being there, giving you glares, if you've been gone up to the water cooler too many times or whatever, um, then maybe you know remote working isn't ideal, but I would say in general. Time management as well as like not allowing yourself to get stressed because at the end of the day your like managers or your team in general won't be able to tell that you're stressed all the time because they're not watching you every second of the day. So it'll be hard for them to know how you're feeling or like whether you feel overloaded with work or whatever. So I think just being very transparent. Like if you can't do something or you say, "Oh, actually, like this week, I already have all these like tasks, or I'm doing this and this, and I don't know if I will be able to schedule in." Just being very honest about it, you shouldn't feel forced to accept every little thing because you feel like you have to. Um, so, I think putting yourself first, like your mental health and your your well being, um, is ideal. And then from that productivity and enjoying your work will come from that. There's no point forcing yourself to do something if it's going to make you miserable
1: brilliant advice and it really reminds me of what a previous guest said uh about first being able to ask for help when you need it and also secondly offering help to to members of your team who have maybe been quiet during that day or just kind of checking in with people and saying how are you so i think what you said and then you know just checking in on your teammates and asking for your help kind of goes hand in hand so love that advice helena thank you so much for joining us on the show today
0: Oh, no problem. It's been an absolute pleasure. I had a ball.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode of Thriving Empire. I appreciate you being here and hanging out with me. Now, if you're not subscribed already, head over to stephanieholland.co, that's C-O, and sign up right on the page so that you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, I have a favor to ask you. Would you rate and review it on iTunes, please? Just search Thriving Empire on iTunes. Click subscribe, then ratings and reviews, and you'll be asked to give it a star rating and a quick sentence or two on what you think about it and what you think about me now this will really help other people find it too so that more people can build their career and create the life they really want simultaneously thank you so much have a beautiful week and see you next time on thriving empire